It's time to talk football. It's time to talk Dons. North Sound 1, Red Review. Hello and welcome to this week's Red Review. I am Alan Davidson and as always I am joined by Dave Galloway. And Dave, in a season of disappointments, that was another spectacular failure yesterday. Uh, You know, watching the horror unfolds from Pitaudry through the cracks in my fingers, I, I, I was thinking... At halftime, how bad is this going to get? I mean, it was absolutely dreadful in that first half, but I'm thinking we could be on for another 9-0 here. It was really that bad. Take nothing away from Celtic. They were absolutely magnificent, but Aberdeen, absolutely shocking, dreadful, awful. Uh, Again, we've, we've, we've touted this about quite a lot in the last 18 months. Is that the worst under McInnes? Does it top some of the other worst under McInneses we've had recently? I think, I think it probably must be right up there with some of the very worst performances that Aberdeen have produced in Derek McInnes' time at AFC, Alan. I, I have to agree with that assertion because it was just, it was just I don't know, there was, there was nothing about Aberdeen. Um, Celtic, goodness me, there was a bit of mercy that they showed in the second half. They took their foot right off the gas. They were playing with Aberdeen in the second half. They could have upped the gears and scored another four goals if they'd really wanted to. That's the most disturbing thing. I mean, you you can get blown away by a team that's playing magnificent football, but there's a way to lose, surely. You know, you go down fighting and battling and leaving everything on the pitch, and Aberdeen did none of that. Well, that's it. it. It stinks of exactly the same thing that we said after the defeat at Ibrox. It wasn't just the fact that we lost heavily to one of the old firm yet again. It was the manner of the defeat. It's an acceptance. There was no fight. There was no hunger. It was just pathetic. The only way to describe it. Yeah. Ab- ab- and I think I was having the conversation earlier yeah. in the office with somebody. This almost at the moment feels back to the days of... Ebby Scovedal and Steve Patterson and Mark McGee where we're going into games against the old firm and you're just hoping it's not six or seven is about the best you can hope for just now I, I really feel that we have almost kind of reverted back to that sort of stage Gone. At the, uh, there was a nice period under McInnes where I actually felt going into games against the old, the old firm that we would possibly go and compete and it's now almost from the first minute and you can see that in the players. I don't know if that's the way Derek McInnes has set up his team. I would certainly hope not. But it feels like we're going in there from the very first whistle and it's damage limitation. There's, there's something wrong somewhere. I don't think that Derek McInnes is saying, go and stand off them. Don't, don't bother getting in about them. Just let them run over the top of you. There's something happens when the players cross that white line because, you know, heaven help us if uh, that's a result of what... The you know the players and Derek have been working on in training during the week. Um, I really hope that is not not the case. Um, as for going back to the days of Skodal and McGee, oh, I think that's that's maybe a bit harsh at this stage. Well, it, it, yeah. it's it's not. I, I don't mean entirely in terms of everything around the club, but it's certainly in going into those games against the old firm. It's that. It's almost. I, I still remember one night, and I'm sure it was under Scovedal. Was it the the Eugene Daddy in the crawling along the pitch caterpillar style and celebrating a league win against Celtic like that? That's the stage it feels like we're at at the moment. 
if, yeah, if a league twenty years ago, yeah. If if a league win came against Celtic, that that's kind of that's how unlikely it is. That squad beating Celtic as this one at the moment. Oh, that's just so depressing, isn't it? <laughs> Any Aberdeen fan listening to this, they'll they'll be uh, possibly looking for the the Samaritans phone number at this rate. No, I, I, I wish I could say something that would uh, put a bit of uh, hope into the hearts of the the Dons fans, but you can't pull any positives whatsoever from yesterday's drubbing, apart from, well, you could use that old cliche, well, Aberdeen drew nil-nil in the second half. But as I've previously said, that is because Celtic, they, they, they were just toying with Aberdeen. It was a it, it was a training match. And, you know, I, I hope that the players all take a good look at themselves in the mirror because, you know, they ought to be ashamed of themselves. Yeah, of course, the Dons have been beset by a terrible catalogue of, of injuries, but that doesn't excuse a lack of fight, does it? No, that's it. I think it, it's, it's the attitude. And like we say, results happen in football. Bad results happen. Bad performances happen. But it's. I think it is now, and, it, and for a long time I, I would have had a go at anybody else saying this, but it is time to start questioning the attitude of some of these players. It really is that there was there was nothing on show there, and this is not a one off. We've seen this several times in the last kind of eighteen months. We've discussed it enough on this mm. show. Yeah, that we've seen this just apathy and acceptance among the players of completely unacceptable performances. Well, you, you've just got to look at the the last two matches against uh, the old firm. Um, you know, you would never have expected Aberdeen in back to back games against. The old firm, one at Ibrox, one at Petardi. You'd never expect an aggregate score of zero uh, nine. That's that's just absolutely unacceptable. It it, it really is. Um, let, let's bring in Derek McInnes now, if if we could. Um, after uh, yesterday's drumming, he pulled no punches. Thought we were awful after losing the first goal. Uh, we lacked personality and determination. It almost felt. Um, every time the ball in our box first half it was uh, ended up in a goal for Celtic um, the biggest issue was a lack of tackles lack of contact, lack of determination the first goal in particular is is, is awful and it didn't get much better defensively and we think we lost confidence from there on in, we looked like a team who stood back and admired Celtic's good play, that was a huge disappointment for me today I, I, I was Astonished at what some of the defending, and I was astonished at some of the goals we lose. But it was um, it was it was painful, and I can only apologise to supporters because our supporters are deserving a far better than that. I think I'm deserving a better than that for my team. Well, Dave, finally mm. some comments coming from Derek McInnes that I think the fans have been expecting and hoping for, and been slightly disappointed that haven't been there in the past. He yeah. came out and finally apologised to the fans for yeah. an unacceptable performance, and it's. I certainly can't remember Derek McInnes kind of throwing his players under the bus quite as publicly as that in the past. No, well, you know, we know um, that Derek has let rip at the players in the privacy of the dressing room after defeats, after poor performances. But then when he comes and speaks uh, to the radio, to the media, you know, he, he doesn't, as you say, throw players under a bus um, he has done on this occasion I, I just think that he's, he's exasperated with some of the players and I don't know if there's something wrong 
in in that dressing room. I I would I would like to think not, but but if there is, it needs to be sorted out. Well, that's it. I think it's 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 about time. McInnes can only give so many answers before saying what we can all see that some of the players, whether they're not up to it in terms of abilities, questionable with some. Certainly, attitude and application has not been there this season on far too many occasions. Yeah, I, I, you know, I'm I'm at a loss for words to try and explain that, Alan. As I'm sure you are, um, you know, the players probably couldn't tell you what what the issue was. I mean, you know, Scott McKenna. We spoke to him after the game yesterday as well. You know, and he certainly said that the the dons were dreadful. We're miles off at all, nowhere near good enough, and pretty much just let Celtic do what they want. We we're far too passive, no one may tackle, and we've only got ourselves to look at. You're in a team as a defender, you need to put your foot in and make tackles, and when you're called upon, we just didn't do that today. None of us were aggressive enough, none of us seemed sharp enough today, and Celtic just ran over the top of us. It's, it's not good enough, and we're all aware of that. After the, the highs of last week and scoring three good goals to being 3 0 down pretty quickly and then 4-0 but before half time it's it's hard for us as well as them but we can only apologise and I know it's said all the time in football but the next game's coming quick and we just need to try and try and move on but I'm sure it will be looked at. I don't think I've been 4-0 down at half time in a game before and we just had absolutely nothing about us, no character, no leadership on the pitch. Okay then. That's pretty damning. Th- this coming, it is pretty damning and most of it I would say fairly true. Yes, but here's the issue in that for me, Dave. That came from our centre half. If no one's no one's putting a foot in, no one's putting a tackle in. Sorry, Scott, you're a six foot plus centre half. Go and do it. Don't. Co- it's all well and good coming out in press after the game and saying, "Oh, we didn't do this, we didn't do that." Well, if you know you didn't do it, why are you not? You're a Scotland international. You're a you're a big lad. <laughs> go. And, if no one else is going to put the tackle in, go and do it. Yeah, show show a bit of leadership. That's it. He's he's. Let, let's not forget. This is a player who's captained the national side. It may have been in a friend over a friendly or whatever, but he's worn the armband for our national team. Surely, if somebody out there feels there's a lack of leadership, he might be a candidate to go and do it. And I feel there's been far too much of that. Just watching, there's been far too much of that attitude almost from the players. I don't know if this is something. Certainly, this is what it feels like to me. Is that there is no leader? There is nobody going to go and make a, make something happen. They're all standing about, and it feels like they're all standing about looking for someone else to make a difference. And that was Scott. That was a prime example there from Scott McKenna. He's saying all the right things, but saying all the right things after a four 0 defeat at home, it could have been six, seven, eight, nine, whatever Celtic fancied. Celtic took their foot off the gas in that second half. We were probably helped by the fact that they played on Thursday night. This is a Celtic team that I feel actually are susceptible to a bit of a Euro hangover. Yep. And even with their Euro hangover, it was four at half time and then they coasted through to 90. It was I, I sat and watched the game on Friday night, 9-0 Leicester. We're probably lucky that Brendan Rodgers is now at Leicester because if Brendan Rodgers was in charge of that Celtic side, it would have been 9 yeah, I'm beginning to wonder, Alan, if there's a an inferiority complex now when we when we play the old firm. Do the Aberdeen players have 
that mindset in that oh oh it's the old farm oh no and they they get a bit scared you know are are they are they scared if if not they need to come out and they need to prove it i mean this was especially annoying and irritating to me and many other Aberdeen fans the the performance result etc against Celtic when you look at what Livingston did to Celtic after their previous uh, European game they went right at them they went you know and they they just got right in about them got right in the faces got after them in every tackle left everything out on the pitch and look what happened they hustled and they harried Celtic out of their stride and they won 2-0. Surely that shows what you have to do when you play Rangers and Celtic. Yeah, there's a gulf in class between Celtic Rangers and the rest. But you make up for that with, you know, blood, sweat and tears, if you like. Absolutely. And there, there, do you know what? There, there is a gulf in class in terms of the players on the park between Celtic and Rangers and the rest. But given the budgets available, that gulf should also be there between Aberdeen and Livingston. Chris Julian... And Chris Iyer yesterday looked phenomenal. We made them look brilliant. In that game against Livingston, Lyndon Dykes, as brilliant a season as he's having, was playing for Queen of the South last year and made them both look very silly. Yeah. He absolutely ragdolled Chris Julian for 90 minutes. And there was none of that from Aberdeen yesterday. You're right, it's far too much respect. We're standing off them and letting them play in front of us. The, the way, and it's quite clear, and I thought teams would have done that. This is what happened under Ronnie Dyla. Teams figured out a way of playing Celtic. Livingston have showed everyone how to play Celtic. And it seemed like Aberdeen just went, we'll do what we've always done against Celtic. Let's not try anything different. If we were even within touching distance of them in any sort of recent meeting, you might stick to the plan. But here we go. The plan hasn't worked recently. It's time to try something new. And I'm sorry, but that's the kind of criticism that lands at the manager's door. Whether you think it's fair or unfair that the blame is being put not solely on Derek McInnes, but largely, he's collecting a very large salary. These are the kind of problems he gets paid to fix. If, I, I think... Yeah, go on. If, if, there's, if there's one man that is responsible for sorting this... I'm not saying that the performance is entirely his fault, but the man responsible for fixing it is Derek McInnes. No one else. Yeah, that's why that's that's why the manager is the manager. The the buck stops at the manager, and Derek McInnes is certainly not blameless in this. But the players must take a lot of the blame. It has to be said. You know, they're all in it together. But like you say, it's up to Derek to sort things out. And if these players are not going to do it for him. He needs to get rid and bring in players who will do it for him. That's what a manager does. Well, that's the thing. We're questioning the attitude of the players. And again, for me, Derek's been in the job long enough. These aren't players that he's inherited. He's signed pretty much all of these. If the attitude and application of these players isn't right, he's the one that signed them. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I, I have to agree with that. Um, and when you look on social media and online... The calls, you know, we've touched on this before this season. A swell of opinion calling for Derek McInnes to get the sack. Um, those calls obviously have grown a lot in the last uh, 24 hours or so. Um, I don't think we're at that stage just yet, though. But these kind of results can't go on, you know, indefinitely. 
No, I, I am not. I am not for a second leading the witch hunt and chasing Derek McInnes out of Pataudry with a pitchfork just yet, or in the boot of somebody's car as a <laughs> as a previous oh. manager left Pataudry. Hi, not, Steve. We're we're not we're not quite at that stage yet, but like I said a few weeks ago, there have been calls, probably unfairly, from by some, for the manager to go for the best part of a year if not longer and a year ago th- those people were kind of laughed at and told to behave these people have a point now they they have the ammunition they're asking questions that need to be answered Derek McInnes yeah. I, I cannot believe I, I, I don't think he's under pressure from within the club I would be no. very surprised if from internally within the club he's under pressure I don't think he is. I think the the he has a very good relationship with the chairman, very good relationship with the board. But at the end of the day, he still has to answer to the fans. The club still have to answer to the fans. And if I I'm starting to wonder whether this is still a minority here. I I think that what was a, a fairly vocal minority is almost a majority at the moment. And I know it's be very careful what you wish for and kind of making rash decisions after a poor performance. But like I said, this isn't a one-off. This is a this this is a side in decline at the moment. It's the only way I can put it. It is a side in decline, and somebody needs to do something to turn that around and quickly. I don't think personally, Alan. I don't think that the majority of the fans want Derek McInnes to go. I wouldn't like to put a percentage on it, but certainly they are a much bigger group than, you know, we've mentioned in the past, the same dozen or so guys on on Twitter saying, you know, McInnes out, he's useless, etc., etc. Those calls are definitely growing. You'd need to be stupid or or blind not to have noticed that on uh, on the internet. And And just... you know, message boards and and people that you speak to, there are the tide is beginning to turn. It has to be said. There's no denying that. Yeah, and I think we've we've touched on this before. We were, I think, even at the start of this season, when when kind of again the McInnes out campaign began for this year. We we had it last year, but when it began for this season, I think I posed the question to you, Dave: Has Derek McInnes taken us as far as Derek McInnes can take us? Or has Derek McInnes taken us as far as we can go as a club? Right? And I was possibly leaning towards the latter earlier in the season. We're going backwards. And we can only go backwards for so long before Derek McInnes has to change or go. And I'm not, I'm not calling, I don't think we're at that point yet. no. I have to state that I don't think that's where we are but that's where we're heading and I've seen very little to suggest that's going to change I I think the next two Aberdeen games are going to be so important for so many reasons Wednesday a difficult trip to what has always been a tricky ground for Aberdeen Hamilton Ackies and then at home to Kilmarnock on Saturday I think Aberdeen really absolutely must 
win both of those games. Otherwise, the fans are going to start voting with their feet. You know, if Aberdeen, I don't think many Aberdeen fans will be backing the team uh, and will travel all the way through to Hamilton on Wednesday. And it'll be very interesting, especially if Aberdeen don't get a win on Wednesday. It'll be very interesting to see what crowd turns up at Petodri on Saturday for the Kilmarnock game because when fans start voting with their feet, then that is often the precursor to managers departing. Well, here's, um, we, we say they may start. I think the impossible already have, Dave. 15,000 at home to... Well, even more than they have, yeah. Yeah. Fifth, 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 an attendance of 15,000 for a home game against Celtic. That, 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 that is pathetic. So that tells you that there were over 5,000 empty seats. I mean, look, looking at the, the top section of the Richard Donald stand, there was hardly anybody in it. No, Absol- Absolutely unbelievable. I did see, and I, I can't, I would have read it, but I can't remember who posted it on Twitter. Somebody put a photo up on Twitter this morning of three games, I think all against Celtic, with big displays in the RDS. The RDS packed, and then a photo of it from yesterday's game. And it's, do you know what? You can't, as much as I think, there's a reason Aberdeen possibly are better on the road at the moment than they are at home. Our away support is far better than the backing we give our team at Pataudry. Just a fact. But you, yeah. I don't, th- and this is not me criticising the fans. Fans, work hard all week and pay hard-earned money to come and watch their team and back their team. That's probably the only reason I've got, it gives me the right to say anything I say on this show, is that I will turn up to Pataudry, put my hand in my pocket... <laughs> And hand over 20 quid for a ticket. Do you know what? I I wasn't at the game yesterday. Um, another, And I'm glad I didn't. It's one thing for the players to come out and apologise and McInnes to come out and apologise. The fans are putting their hard-earned money into that club and they deserve better. You can't criticise them for not turning up. When, do you know what? I think... Wait, we'll get on to the predictor in a minute. Um, I wasn't stunned by that performance yesterday. That wasn't a total surprise that that was the performance and that was the outcome yesterday. The the ineptitude of it, it did surprise me because as soon as Celtic scored, I thought Aberdeen looked uh, quite bright in the you know in the opening few minutes. You know, there, there was uh, almost a breakthrough for uh, Big Cosgrove when he charged down a mistake from Scott Brown and that raised the spirits of the crowd. But then as soon as that first goal went in, a very good goal from a Celtic point of view, a very poor goal to lose from an Aberdeen point of view. Um, you know, Aberdeen collapsed like a like a pack of cards. That That is the most alarming thing. As, as for the fans, no, I don't blame them for staying away. Um, when I'm referring to... Fans voting with their feet. I mean, you know, an acceleration of that because if Aberdeen, say, get beaten on Wednesday night at Hamilton, I would not like to predict how small the the crowd would be for the for the Kilmarnock game. I really wouldn't. And then, you know, that lead that would lead to the possibility of maybe demonstrations outside Petodre because we've seen a few of them in the past, haven't we? Yes, and that just takes us on to just quickly before we move on from this, Dave. Because mm. I, I can't speak about it any longer. I've, I've had enough. What? Wednesday night. Wednesday, yes. Wednesday night. We head to Hamilton. Yes. A ground that hasn't 
borne many great results for us recently. Yes. And a fair few shockers. And tell you what, this is an Aberdeen team that we say looked like they were lacking fight. That Hamilton side will fight. They mm. know from the first kick, first of time a ball's kicked every season, they're fighting for their lives. It's that kind of post-split mentality that you get from some clubs that sees them safe. Hamilton have that from day one, every single season. And that's why every single season we tip them to go down and they stay up. Yeah, they will. They will not uh, lay down for Aberdeen or any other team. They will. They will make things uh, very difficult for Aberdeen. So the Dons will, you know, do well to to win that one. But that that's one game that, like I say, it is a must win. Um, just before we move on, um, if I could just bring up um, some quotes from uh, the King of the Beach, and Joe Harper. He's he's calling for patience with Derek McInnes and the club uh, kind of hierarchy and, and Aberdeen fans listening to this, um, you know, listen to what Joe Harper's got to say and tell us, what do you think? Let us know. Tell us whether you agree or disagree. Um, he says, when you're building a new stadium and training ground, it's all about long-term goals. The club is in transition. We are building something. We'll have a stadium in the next four years, probably, and everything will be different. Um, then it will be onwards and upwards um, you can't put all the blame on the manager or the board. You've got to weigh it up and say, where are we? Look at their players. Look at the money Celtic and Rangers are spending. You're never going to beat that. That would be an interesting uh, way of kicking off uh, a major debate. Yeah, well, it's th- there are there are views on both sides. I understand, but the the the, the transition one confuses me slightly. I don't understand what we're transitioning from and transitioning to. Um, that that one confused me slightly, I've got to say. Mm. But who am I to argue with Joe Harper? Yeah, I, I, absolutely. I mean, I mean, the man is a, a legend and a, a lovely guy as well. He's an absolute gentleman. But um, I, I certainly wouldn't want to see uh, another four years of results like this against the old firm. Because that would be that would be disastrous in a footballing sense. Absolutely. Well, like let's let's move on from this, Dave. Let's yeah, move please, on. To, let's move on. I'm getting really move, depressed now. I am. Let's let's move on to the. <laughs> well, this isn't going to help you much. No, it's not. We're on oh, to the oh, prediction. Oh, oh, yeah, oh, please, you that'll tear you up, <laughs> mate. Yes, the predictor, Dave. So, how did we get on this weekend? <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe that the day after Aberdeen have been pumped four nil going on eight nil. Uh, you you've actually got cause for celebration. But but hey, you're you're top of the predictor league. Um, yes. do, do, do you want to? Have you got the league table there in front, or do you just know that you're top and I'm bottom, and and that's all that really matters? Uh, that's pretty much all that matters, isn't it? Do we need Aye, to okay, right. else's? <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, I'm going to get relegated. Where do I go? Um, I don't know. We'll find somewhere for you, Dave. I mean, at the moment, I'll, I'm going to be in a, a playoff with the, the the Red Army, if that's how it works. Or do I just go straight down if I finish bottom? No, straight down, mate. Straight down. Oh, well. We'll decide where uh, I go straight down to. Uh, maybe maybe the, the listeners have got a few uh, suggestions. Um, I've, got, I've, got, clean, I've, though. I've got a very good uh, suggestion, but I'm not going to say it on air because I'll get in trouble from the boss. You uh, certainly will. <laughs> Right. You certainly will. Right, move on, quick. So, <laughs> yes, quickly. Um, so, right, you've distracted. Right, here we go. So, sat- <laughs> sat- Saturday's games, Dave, yeah. started with Hibs at home to Ross County. 
2-0 up with 16 minutes to go. Finishes yeah. 2-2. Hecking bottoms, hibs. Goodness me, I mean, you would have uh, bet your mortgage that they were at last going to get uh, a victory that might have injected a bit of life into their season and helped to, you know, kickstart a climb up the table. But, you know, to draw 2-2 after being in such a strong position, two goals ahead um, with just a, a short while to go, Quite an unbelievable result. Um, I I actually fancied Hibs uh, just to edge it two uh, one, but it was two uh, two. And Heckingbottom's um, coat is on a, an even sugglier peg now. And who have they got next? Oh, it's only Celtic at Hamden. That could be perhaps the end of Heckingbottom. I, I I do really think that. Well, I think we we had this conversation um, while you were on holiday last week. Um, and actually, Dave, I've got this. I've another point to bring up in a minute. Um, Paul, Paul, you were on holiday last week. We had this conversation about Hecking Bottom, and I think Lewis had a fair point in that Hecking Bottom was never going to go before they get the semi final. He was never yeah. going to go before the the, the the game at Hamden. Do you know what? That, this is a Celtic form in great Celtic team in good form against a Hibs side who've drawn their last four, and I mean that was that was a collapse at home. Absolute collapse against Ross County. Yeah, whom Cel- Celtic beat 6 0 recently. Cel- Celtic are very capable of doing to Hibs exactly what they did to us. Yes. And you better believe there will be no taking the foot off the gas in a semi final. No, because they'll want, they'll, want, they'll want to get to the the final in, uh, you know, fine fettle and with, with, with high spirits. Absolutely. Because they, they had an excuse for taking their, their foot off the gas against Aberdeen. A, the game was uh, well done. It was done and dusted. They were home and hosed. And B, you know, they had to maybe rest up a bit because, you know, they they played very well to, to beat Lazio and to come back to, to win 2-1 there. So that, w- that would have been draining for them. But, uh, you know, they will be going at it uh, hammer and tongs on, you know, at the weekend. And I think Hibs, Hibs could be on the end of a right sore one. I really do. Just quickly on the flip side of that, Great point for County, again showing that kind of never-say-die fighting spirit that we seem to be lacking from the Dons at the moment. Um, a big point for them. Another po- And just it's, those are the kind of points that will make sure Ross County are still in the division next season. Yeah, I, I don't think for a moment Ross County will be in any sort of uh, relegation trouble. As I've said uh, before this season, the, you know, they're, they're well-organised, they're, they're well-drilled and the, you know, they play some decent football as well. And I'd won one in that, so that was a point for me. That was where one of my points came from. Um, okay. No, what I was going to pick up just before we carry on with this predictor is I feel that Don's form may be your fault. Or oh, is it my fault? I, I, I just thought about that. I thought about it before we came on air, and I thought I'm going to. I will say it. Um, well, <laughs> it's my fault. You you were on holiday when we were flying high at the start of the season. Five yeah. yeah. 0 European win. Yeah. Great performance and win against Hearts. Then you came back and we were useless. Then you went on holiday, flying high, three great goals down at Motherwell. You come back and we get beat four 0 I know. Maybe, maybe, maybe that's it. So it, it, maybe it's not McInnes must go. It's Galloway it's must Gall- go. Galloway. I'm going to start. I'm going to start that on Twitter. I might, Galloway must go. I, I might. I might. Tw- I might. Tw- <laughs> I might tweet that. No content. Just just the hashtag. Hashtag Galloway must go. See who joins. <laughs> Hashtag we are all Dave Galloway. <laughs> <laughs> this could be the start of something. <laughs> oh. oh dear. Right, moving on. Come Kill, on. Kill, Kelly St. Mirren. 
Uh, Kelly St Mirren, um, I got that one wrong as well. I went for 1-1. One, one. It was Kilmarnock 1, um, St Mirren 0. What a recovery by Kilmarnock. I uh, took in their um, their game against Key Nomads in the summer in the embryonic stages of uh, the Europa League um, round of uh, games and they, they were absolutely dreadful. Um put out by a part-time Welsh team but the manager Alessio he's got everybody settled in with his way of working and look at them now they're third in the table so you know credit where credit's due yes very impressive I had a 2-1 Killy win I did fancy them to get the win in that one like you say back up to third looking good Mm. on to St Johnston Against Hamilton, Dave. Well, you know, St. Johnson surprised me. I thought that uh, Hamilton were going to go there up to Perth, uh, be dogged and come away with a a 1-0 win. Um, I think they scored first, but they ended up conceding in injury time, I believe, to lose uh, 3-2. So, you know, well done to St. Johnson and congratulations to Tommy Wright for, for getting a win at last that's their, their, their first win of the season be very interesting to see how they get on in their next couple of games as well well is it, it's a they just started to be not cut adrift but if they'd failed to get the win there 88th minute winner they failed to get the win there mm. they're five points behind a very poor Hibs side three, uh, three, yeah five well, three points behind a very poor Hibs side sorry three points behind a very very poor and Tommy Wright would have to be under serious pressure yeah. That that's possible. I think it may only be a stay of execution for for, for for Tommy. I still feel that he has to do some. He has to, unless this is the start of a run. He he need he he may be out. Um, if 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 he's still here at Christmas, I'll be surprised. To be honest. Okay, but can, can we can we archive that clip? Please? Let's see. Let's see. Thanks, uh, Dave. Dave, have have let I will refer you back to the earlier table. I know what I'm talking about. You, you do, you do, yeah. Well, if if you say Tommy Wright's going to go by Christmas, then you know I'll I'll bow to your superior knowledge then. <laughs> right, fair enough. <laughs> Livy Hart, Livy Hart. So that sounded like a barrel of laughs, didn't it? Uh, Livingston nil, Hearts nil, nay goals, nay a lot of entertainment by the the sound of things. Um, silly me, I actually tipped Hearts to. Uh, go there and win two one. But hey, what would I know? Eh? <laughs> what would well, I know? Well, I, I had I had two 0 Livy. I thought they'd actually get. I thought they'd get the job done against Hearts. Not to be, but again, Hearts poor, poor again. It feels like I don't know why. It feels like the calls for Levine have quietened to go have quietened slightly from the the Hearts support, um, and I can't quite figure out why. Is it apathy? Has it, apathy it, replaced anger? It, it may do. Have, have Hearts fans kind of given up on, on on the thought that he might actually go? That they've realised he's 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 far too in with the bricks at Tyne Castle. Yes, in with the owner. Yes. Um, okay, that 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 does Saturday for us. Um. Finally, Rangers at home to Motherwell. Can, can I just say how how? I predicted Aberdeen would get on just for another laugh. Go on then. Um, I, I euphemistically went for a 1-1 draw. 
I think I, I went 1-1 one, one as well <laughs> But hey I think you, you don't actually want to predict us getting beat No do you? Really, you I, don't, I, don't, I don't Yeah I, I don't think I've ever predicted an Aberdeen defeat No I don't think I I think But actually, that's just me No I, neither have I And I'm kind of getting to the point You know what I might I might just start Because then When we inevitably get beat I get some points If we don't I'll be happy Because we've not got beat <laughs> Well hey That's it's, Stick a few quid on it as well. Oh, happy. <laughs> so, such a cheery show today, Dave, isn't it? I know, right. I know. I, I, I'm going to the pub after this. Right, Rangers Motherwell. Rangers Motherwell, uh, Motherwell taking the lead first and then Rangers coming back, getting a late, late winner to win 2-1. Um, I don't know how good a performance it is. I haven't had the, the pleasure of watching the game yet, but that shows that Rangers have got some steel and determination about them, doesn't it? Well, that's it, and I think we've... I, I don't want to be just sitting here kind of trotting out cliches, but this is, again, we've said it a few times this season. The Rangers team of last season possibly wouldn't have won that one. Yeah, they might have They might have scrambled a draw. I actually went for 3-0 Rangers, but uh, at least... I, I, hey, I, that that's a small crumb of comfort for me. At least I got the outcome of a game right. Yes. <laughs> Progress, Goodness Dave. Me. Pro- progress. You're in transition, mate. Oh, progress. Dear. Yes, I'm in transition. So does that mean in four years' time I'll be better? <laughs> be I'll move to a new house. <laughs> That's what I'll do. That's it. Right. <laughs> Just quickly, quick look at the table. Oh. Celtic and Rangers both on 25. Kilmarnock, 17. Motherwell, 16. Dons in fifth, 15. That's poor. Ross County, 13. Livy 12 and again I think I said last week I fancied everyone from Livy up safe and I still won't be changing my mind on that um, Hamilton on 9 then the three clubs on 8 points Hearts, St Mirren and Hibs separated only on goal difference oh, just to end things on a low note and Tommy Wright St Johnston after their first win of the season bottom Goodness me. But it's it's not looking good, Dave. It's not. Can I, can I go home now? I think, they, uh, yeah, I think we should all just go home. But it's, uh, yeah, so on on to Wednesday. And I think, like you say, two two games coming up before we are back next Monday, Dave. Yep. Must win both. Yeah, yeah, it must win. But, and, and we've been saying that, you know, for a number of weeks. But really, anything other than an Aberdeen win away at Hamilton and then another Aberdeen win at home to Kilmarnock is unthinkable. It's got to be two wins. Has Absol- to be. Absolutely. And just just before we wrap up, Dave, have you got any holidays booked? Um, unfortunately, I'm pretty much out of holidays for this year. Right, I'm going to speak to the boss and get you some more holidays and we might get a win. Oh, thanks, mate. <laughs> very na- very kind, very kind. <laughs> Thank you. It's fine. We've definitely found the title of this episode, haven't we? Galloway Has- must ha- go. Hashtag Galloway out. <laughs> I look forward to seeing that (laughs) Well I have been Alan Davidson This has been The Red Review And we'll be back next Monday North Sound 1 Red Review